call it judgment, heaven, hell. Questions on salvation, eternal security, being backslidden. Questions on demon possession. We've also covered that before, but we'll probably cover it again. Homosexuality and AIDS is a question. The death penalty, should it be reinstated? Is it biblical? See, controversial stuff. Hot potatoes. Questions on dinosaurs. Now, I'm going to bring my pet dinosaur the day we cover this subject. <laughs> Questions on reincarnation, pre-existence. A myriad of others. I just selected a few of the main ones to let you know what they are. The biggest advantage of these questions and answers for myself was that it enabled me to take a survey of the pulse of the church, sort of a, a spiritual temperature. Some of the questions were obviously from mature, grounded in the word Christians. Many questions were from immature, growing Christians who had a lot of questions. Now I recognize that not everyone put in a question, so you can't really survey everybody, but there's a cross-section of so many different types of people that wrote these questions looking for answers. And oftentimes, people will put on paper what they would never dare verbalize. There's a confidence. Most of these questions were anonymous, not signed. Some of them were signed, names, phone numbers, addresses. Most of them were not. Most of them, there were hearts poured out seeking for an answer quick almost a desperate kind of a plea. And I saw that what was committed to paper were things that most of you would not share with people publicly. Today we're not going to deal with a specific question or a specific answer, but I've taken a survey of all these questions, I've looked at them, I've prayed over them, and I have found that beneath the surface of the words there's suffering going on in the body of Christ. That the church of Jesus Christ is suffering from many things. One of them are unreal, unrealistic expectations. We're going to talk about that today. But you notice on your outline that I have discovered an underlying problem in the church. You notice there's a blank on your outline. I haven't written it down for you. That was on purpose. I didn't want you to read it in advance. I wanted you to listen to me so that you could write it down because probably most of you, many of you will not realize that this is an underlying problem in the church. The underlying problem that I have discovered as looking through the letters in the church is loneliness. Loneliness. I'm not talking about the inmate in prison this morning. I'm not talking about the divorcee who's sitting in a bar right now drinking away his or her sorrows. And I'm not just talking about the lonely hearts singles. I'm speaking about church-going Christians who are married with a couple kids, a nice home, a lot of toys, and who are lonely and miserable. I have brought a sampling of some of the questions and letters that I have received. I want to start with one. I write this to you hurting so bad, I even cry myself to sleep, and I'm tired of doing that. I still pray every day that I could make it through another day. 
It's getting ever hard for me to live. Am I doing something wrong? I don't understand. It's so hard to make friends these days. Even with Christians, I've tried. Sometimes maybe I don't understand what it is to be a true Christian. I thought we were supposed to be images of Christ. You see people who attend church daily, weekly, or prayer services, born-again Christians, but you want and need to talk to somebody, to be a friend, and they do it out of sympathy or sometimes turn their cheek in a very nice manner. What happened to doing things for love, loving you just the way you are? You need to fit into their category as a good person. Christians can be so judgmental without realizing Christians are sad too. And just because you are a born-again Christian doesn't mean everything is okay. That's from a single person. It's not just in singleness.